0: All the answers are here. It's not hidden. It's here. So we're going to talk about faith today. And not revelation. (laughs) Don't you hate this? Two weeks running. Man. Turn the notes over. Come with me to Hebrews 11.1. With such a good message <laughs> <laughs> Hebrews 11:1, it's the cornerstone of faith now the Bible says that the three key elements to our walk with him the three key elements are faith, hope and love and that love is the greatest Love is the greatest out of all those elements and God is love. And His love is extreme. His love is extravagant. It's hard for, in our human minds, to understand God's love. It's hard that God, to understand that God would allow, He's allowing, He does not cause it. He allows things to happen out of love. Although people can be killed, and people injured, and people lose their livelihoods, and all those things, God allows it for a greater purpose, a much greater purpose, than what our manly, our human thinking can comprehend. And we need to get comfortable, with this God, because it's God. We have to come to a point, in our own relationship with Him, that we are very comfortable with that God because that is the God of the Bible that his ways are not our ways that he will allow certain things to happen for a much greater cause for a much greater purpose and what does it say for those who love him I will work all things out for a greater good than what you could ever see when you were here But if you love me, if you come to me, if this thing drives you to me, not away from me, and that's an incredible thing there because at the T intersection we we make incredible choices and we can make wrong choices or right choices. We turn to him or we turn away from him. And this is one of those times. I don't know if you heard, who heard about the earthquake in China? Exactly what? There was an earthquake in China which is doing not as much damage but was still very powerful. Forty odd thousand homes wiped out. But it's in it's Japan what we've heard about because there's even bigger. And what is going on? What is going on is that the earth is groaning. We're entering in, I believe, when I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, is it, is it tomorrow, is it five years, fifty, a hundred, I don't know, it's not really the point. But are we equipped to deal with these times? Are we the people that the Bible calls us to become, to be the light of the world, that the world would look? And in their confusion, Danny went out last night with some friends and one of their friends, Don Christian said, What's going on in the world? What's happening? And so we went through some scriptures and said, just here, look to it about this. It's just, just go to Matthew, have a look. You know, all she said was, do you know what? The Bible talks about what's happening and they all said, yeah, we know. Wow. Heathens. <laughs> like me. Actually know this stuff. That might surprise us, say. They might know it more than we know it faith, hope and love and God stirred my heart three weeks ago to speak about hope which if you weren't here go and have a listen to that I know it was him because he only told me to speak about ten minutes before I got up (laughs) I had something else planned and so he's got me speaking about faith today faith, hope and love the three elements that underpin just a thought that came to my mind is Father, Son, Holy Spirit three Wrapped up in one. Love's the greatest. Because without, if we don't have love, the Bible says we're a gong. You can have this gift, that gift, one, all these things, but if you do not model love, if there's not compassion in your heart, then you're wasting your time. So faith says that we carry a conviction. Now faith is the assurance How assured are we today? Are we feeling a sense of assurance with what's going on in the world? Our nation got rocked three weeks ago. It is still rocked. There is more coming. Japan, one of the wealthiest countries in the world, is rocked. And do we as the church have assurance of things hoped for? What are those things? Well, maybe that our home is an eternal home. It's not here. You know, I'd always look at my hand and go, God, before I knew God, I would actually say, God, (laughs) there has to be more to this life than, than just here because look at the way my hand works. There's got to be more, you have to, there has to be a creator and a purpose. And even just beyond just my 80 years on earth where I maybe am a father, maybe I get married and maybe have, you know, a job and all those things. But there's got to be more than that. There's got to be way more than, than just focusing on earthly things because they go. What happens when you die? I mean, what a waste of a life that would be. If that was it. And what would really be the point? And so do we have an assurance that actually we are pilgrims here travelling through this earth? We are not of this planet. We have been created for an eternal place called paradise, new heaven, new earth. And that is where we will commune with the most incredible person that I have personally ever met. An assurance of that by faith. Belief. He came to his own town and he couldn't do many miracles. Why? Because of their unbelief in him. Wasn't the fact that Jesus was limited, their unbelief limited him. Does that make sense? He, sorry, he wasn't, he could have done anything he wanted to. they had Belief, But it was their unbelief that meant he didn't move. And if you look through Matthew, you will see many scriptures. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has healed you. It's your faith in me. An assurance, a conviction that you can do. I mean, you just heard an incredible powerful story from Simon. There's another one coming Right here, probably next week if you think to share it. Faith. Faith to believe. Faith to believe. That God is in total control of what's going on right now. But He's looking for a church to stand and be strong and say I'm going to represent my king and I'm going to be the hope to the world God in me the hope of glory and they will look and see me not being shaken bringing forth life and spirit and word and hope and they would say I want what you have but that just doesn't come to you in a week fix box it's got to start right here on the inside of every heart. And God is sifting and shaking planet Earth right now in the hope and I also believe testing His church to see who really is His church, who really is the real deal, who really are and have denied themselves, picked up their cross and are now walking in a way that this thing is really just A blip. And the people would look and go, whoa, you have something that I don't and I want it. What have you got? It's up to them whether they choose to decide to follow Christ or not. But this talks about a faith and a conviction of things that are seen. We've been talking a lot about seeing, haven't we? Seeing, seeing The battle is for sight, guys. It's about seeing the fullness of what's in here. And I shared last week from John 4, 34-35. And you see Jesus and his disciples. And God gave me a greater revelation of this during the week. And he says, my food is to do the will of my Father who sent me. And he says, the harvest is ripe now. But you say it's four months more. And it says, lift up your eyes and see. It's not these eyes, it's the eyes here that actually see in the spirit and see accurately to what's happening. Can we see what's happening right now or are we asleep to it? God is screaming at us. And are we equipped to act because we can see? Or is it just another earthquake? And you know what? They have earthquakes in New Zealand and they have earthquakes in Japan so it could be a coincidence. It could be. I don't know if there are any coincidences in the kingdom. And I don't know. I'm literally, I don't know whether, we can have 500 years. That's not the point. Because like I said to my good mate, whether Jesus will return tomorrow or not, that's not the point. You know what? If you still died tonight, you'd still be going away from him. So we still have a message for the today for today, don't we? Because the church has spent so long in, in the back of this book you know, just studying it and not allowing it to get hold of us that we would actually speak forth what's in it. Rather, we study it to get intellectually turned on and go, that's nice. And we try and figure out dates and times instead of the prophecy is to get the revelation of prophecy which means it changes you. It's the reason for the word of God shapes you that you would be a voice. So the church is not only it's equipped, but it's equipping people when times hit. Because like I said, if we all knew Christchurch was happening, someone would be screaming. And we know stuff is going to be happening. Is it tomorrow? Is it a year away? Is it a hundred? I don't know, but it's going to happen, isn't it? So are we articulating that? And God is asking the question. He's asking it of me. We're all in this together. As individuals first and foremost, and then as a corporate. There's an individual responsibility to be a voice for the Lord. John the Baptist was a voice articulating the coming Messiah. Are we going to be a voice articulating the coming Messiah? Think about it. And there are people that went from here into the wilderness to hear him. Even the religious church system sent representatives to go and hear. You see, all this stuff that's happening is not about whether tribulation's happening or not. It's about the return of the king. The book of Revelation is about the revelation of Jesus Christ. I said this last week. It's not about tribulation. It's about the return of a king. And are we prepared for the return of a king? And is the world prepared for the return of a king? And are we bringing forth this message because of faith in our hearts that It's true and it's real, and it's going to happen. Is it a conviction? Is it an assurance that it's going to happen? Because the earth is shaking loudly at the moment. That's three big earthquakes in three weeks. What else is happening around this planet? There is fighting in Libya, isn't there? There are young people rising up who have been pushed down. It's not like, it's intensifying. Now, I'm not saying this to scare anybody, okay? It's, it could be another thousand years away. People have been saying, Jesus has been coming for forever. Yeah. That's not really the point. The point is, He is coming at some point. It could be in our lifetime. And are we equipped to handle it? And are we equipping others to handle it if it is in our lifetime? By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the Word of God. The Word of God were prepared. The, sorry, the worlds were prepared by the spoken Word. Do you know when you bring the spoken Word of God to people's, re- people's fears, people's influence, things can shift. Things can change. Why? Because the word of God is living and active. It's spirit, Jesus said. It's life. It's not just empty words if you attach it with faith and you get the living word for the person and you speak it. The living, it's living, so when it hits, it actually is defined to shape a person. Hence, we must preach the word, the full word. This is what God has convicted me on personally. To bring the full book, instead of just about that much, because I'm comfortable with that much. I was thinking about during the week. You know, it's like little, little slight like little shift. But um, Jesus said these words. He said, "I've come to serve and not be served," didn't he? The same person said, "I've come to bring a sword, not peace." What? come to serve, not be served but I haven't come to bring peace I've come to bring the sword and I've come to separate a whole lot of people Father and you know, Father and Son Mother and Daughter You can understand the mother-in-law and <laughs> son-in-law <one. laughs> Just kidding What's he going on about? And this unknown zone that exists is where faith must sit. Me and Mike were talking about this during the week, That do you understand, because both of those things are true. Both those truths are true, aren't they? But we have to understand, we have to take that and take that and somehow bring those together which requires faith and sight to understand what Jesus is fully articulating or a, a greater sense so we can walk in the plumb line of how we're called to walk, because if you just take that and run off with that, you'll get in trouble. And if you just take that, you can, or not necessarily in trouble, but you just won't understand the fullness of the Word of God. You see, God is multifaceted. and We need to believe and know this by faith, not just in our head, but in our heart. Meaning, He's Saviour, He's my friend, if I follow His commands. He's my Lord, He's my Father. Am I walking in a way where I understand the fullness of the love of the Father? Meaning, if all I know is Jesus is my Saviour, and he comes to me as form of Lord, and says, do this, and it's a commandment, do I go, wait on Jack, you're my mate, you can't talk to me like that, I don't know He's my Saviour, or as a friend. What are you talking about? No, no, I'm Lord today. I'm King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and my commandment says, do this. Do we have faith, that we have understanding? That that, that in its entirety is, is, is love, seeing God in the fullness, the manifold of who He is. That He is all those elements wrapped up in one. And we need to be aware of that. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the Word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. How many of you have done some crazy things in the name of Jesus? Two people. Thanks, guys. <laughs> We're a people of faith. I, um, I may have shared this before, but I don't think I have shared this one, but I may. Um, <clears throat> I remember when I was recently, uh, I met, had my encounter with, with Christ in my workplace and I was full on and fire for God, and, and, and that fire's never left me. And I remember slapping um, with these two girls, and they weren't um, followers of Christ. And you know, I was always sharing with them, always sharing with them. And one of them was going through some pretty heavy stuff from her past, and she had issues with her father. And um, anyway, she um, she decided to do this this program, and this is not a dig at the program, but she did this thing called Landmark Forum, and um, she went and did that. And I really didn't know much about that. Um, what she was doing but it was all about finding inner healing and discovering who you were and and uh, all those sort of types of things and that anyway so she invited us to go along me and, and my other flatmate just to support to her so I said yeah we'll go along the support's great so we sort of turn up and I can't even remember where it was now it might have been at the university but there was just about two thousand people in this auditorium and I remember this one girl getting up and, and just saying, you know, this has been the most amazing program that I've ever done. I've realised I am the most important person in this world. I've realised that everything sort of centres around me and uh, everything I've dealt with, I've found the strength within me to deal with this stuff. And, and I remember sitting there and I just, I don't know if you've ever sensed it when you really feel like you've got ants in your pants. Like, like my seat started getting hot and I'm like, oh, I've got to say something. I've got to step up, I've got to say something, oh, this is just, you know, because, you know, like eight months ago I'd met Christ, I realised that he is the answer to everything, there's, there's no book you can read, you know, your, Tony Robbins' you know, Steps to Find Yourself and all that, it's Christ, Jesus is the answer to every single thing. And I'm sitting there and I said to my other flatmate, I said, I've got to speak, I've got to say something, I've got to, I've, I, I don't know if you've ever, it was like a sensing of the Holy Spirit was just building and she's like, don't you say a thing, don't you say a thing, don't you embarrass me in front of all these people. I said, well, I've, got, I've just got to say something, because it's like, you know, I could feel this thing. And um, so I'm praying like, mad, God, God, do I say something? Do I, I, don't want, I don't want to just step out and step, do I say something? And uh, and then I just felt the general word of the spirit said, no, not here. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so then what happened from that point on, from going from 2000, you broke off into smaller discussion groups because the whole purpose you go along is that they try and get you to do the course and give them about $2,000. And so they break into these small groups and we're sitting there. There's about 150 people in this room and it's like a lecture hall <coughs> and I'm still buzzing. I'm still like, oh, oh. Anyway, <coughs> excuse me, the lecturer gets up and he says, um, so, what would you think of that? Wasn't that awesome? And I'm like, I'm sitting there and he goes, it was an amazing hearing all those stories. Anybody got anything to say? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I said, to are son. Actually, it was two hands. He, and he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, what have you got to say? And I'm like, there's a load of rubbish. <laughs> he's like, huh? I said, look, I met Jesus Christ eight months ago. He's healed my heart. He's supernaturally covered my heart. And I just went, boof, like this. And there was silence. And I just stopped really stop and there's that really awkward silence. So <laughs> I'm like Crap, what did I just say? <laughs> oh, so my flatmate, she's like she's like, she goes she sort of moved about three or four steps <laughs> over here somewhere and I was sitting there and I just did quiet He says, Oh he says, mate, this isn't no Christian thing, you know, this isn't no spiritual thing. I said, "Yeah, no, it's not. That's the problem. It's all about the world. And I we don't you know. I the And then I hear sort of in the back, oh bugger off, you know. All yeah, Bible basher, blah 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 blah." I don't care. Now I say that with grace. I say that you, you know my heart. I I I really you know try and word things in a way. That, but, but in that, I think I said it well to be honest. But in that moment, I I, I faith in him. I just had to speak. You just had to be a voice and say, no, this is lies. Do you believe this is, f-? you know, some of the stuff that I heard was, was from there. It really was, you know, it's just that voice of deception trying to rob people of ever discovering true freedom. And thinking that you are the answer to your problems is a lie from hell. There is nothing good in us, the Bible says, nothing at all apart from when he comes into us. And unfortunately we believe that. We're covered. The Bible says there's a veil over our eyes if we don't know him. And so we believe the lie. But there is absolute truth. And by faith, I stepped out in faith that day. And you know what? It did more for me (laughs) than those people. What it did, it built what I call a building block on the inside of my heart. And it was like, as I'm walking out on, on my own, because my flatmate shaking <laughs> a lot of bar at me, and uh, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, well done. Well done. You know? Well done. That's not to build me up, that's just, you, you will hear the Holy Spirit say, well done. Well done for stepping out of faith and being my voice piece. My mouthpiece. God is saying, by faith will you be my mouthpiece today. Will you have conversations? Will you start conversations intentionally? Will you grab a card and say, "Hey, have you ever thought about that?" and just see where it goes? It's not about the result. It's not about anybody coming back and going, "You know what, man? I got really excited if that happens." Wow, what a bonus! What a bonus to be part of someone finding Christ. But that's not the—that's not what God asks you. That's not the point. He says, "Would you articulate the message of the gospel?" Would you articulate the words? Because the Bible tells us that the message of the gospel message contains a seed, and there's power in the seed, genuine power in the seed. So See, Jesus overcame the cross, didn't he? He showed us something. He was fully man on earth. He maintained his his, his godness, but everything he did, he did as a man. He overcame on the cross and then said, it is finished. And the Bible talks about a power that is in us that rose him from the grave. That there is real power. And Paul himself said, you know what, I don't come preaching with these nice clothes and with the tie and the earrings and all the flash shoes and all those things with my entourage and my PowerPoint and my swift uh, clip that really gets everyone's attention. He just said, you know what, I rock up. And when I speak forth this truth, there is power that goes out because it's the living word and I've positioned myself in a way with him that actually it's God speaking through me so it's God speaking which has power and things shift. That is for all of us to be walking in such a way with the Father by faith that he will use you to change people's realities. He is screaming today. Who's up for the challenge? Who wants to come? Who wants to be part of what I'm doing? In all the chaos. And we know, don't we? We know in our hearts, we know ourselves. I know myself. You know, when I saw that quake happen, because it was, I'm confronted with it, it's now my reality, I'm even more desperate to get out than what I was before. Because the reality of it, it's on my doorstep. And as we looked at last week, it says, you know, blessed are those who read and hear this book. It's the only book in the Bible that says you'd be blessed if you read it. The book of Revelation. Why? Because it's the revelation of Him coming in all His glory. Have we got the faith to believe that? See, at the end of the day, if you truly believe he died for you, you truly believe that. That's a massive thing to believe, isn't it? Have you ever tried to figure that out in your head? How how does that work? And then you rose and you're alive. There's no science book that can figure that one out. We believe that by faith. All of us today have a measure of faith, the Bible says. Even non-Christians have a measure of faith because they get into their cars, and we did today without checking the brakes. We just, by faith, believe it's going to happen. We don't even think about it, do we? We just get in. We get into elevators and hit buttons and we go all over the place. We have faith that the person on the other side of the road is not going to crash into us. So we naturally flow in this thing called belief and faith. But then God gives us a gift of faith. There's a, there's a, there's a, a, a measure of it that, that I believe can increase in us as we continue to step out in Him and are obedient to what He asks us to do. That's why obedience and faith are so cl- closely linked. If you go to James and have a look, you know, there's all these guys that say, you know, I've got this great faith. And Paul says, well, show me your deeds. Where are your deeds to match this great faith you have? Show me your faith, I'll show you my deeds. They go hand in hand. Having a relationship with the Father means having a relationship with the world. Hand in hand. Love the Father, love people. They are one of the same thing faith to walk in that that becomes your, our reality and he's looking eh? he's the Bible says he scours in 1 Chronicles 16 he looks and he looks for people who carry his heart whole heart that he wants to work with and move with by faith and if you go on and you continue to read in, in Hebrews 11 I mean I don't know how many times the word faith is used, but it's a lot. I didn't have time to read it when I was just sitting there. (laughs) Listen to this. By faith we understand. And without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. See, without faith we can't please the one we're worshipping the one we follow. By faith Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going. By faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise. By faith even Sarah herself received the ability to conceive. Listen to this. All these died, all these people that I mentioned died in faith without receiving the promises. But having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance, and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. They saw. See, Abraham was made righteous by faith in God. Jesus wasn't around. It was his faith. Not in just to do a healing or even his faith to go from where he was, you know, point A to point B, but faith to be able to see the fullness of what's contained in this whole story. And by that faith he was made righteous. It's huge. And as a community, God wants us walking together as one. Going forward as one. Sitting under different giftings. I was going to share this as part of my message, you know, and Ingrid is going to speak tonight. And I want you to cu- encourage you to come out because Ingrid has a gift, a prophetic, strong prophetic gift. Some people can Prophet. We're all called to prophesy, sign, and some people have a, a, a prophetic gifting. And last time she spoke, as soon as she opened her mouth, had nothing to do with the words she said. They had nothing to do with. She could have said yabba dubba doo ABC, but when she sh- that wasn't tongues, by the way, that was just me because yeah. I don't know the interpretation of "yabba-dabba-doo." Scooby Doo, oh, you shouldn't. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> So do my skivvy do laugh? No, <laughs> carry on. But when she just spoke, I sensed there was, there was genuine power released into the room. And as she went on, and she shared about her testimony, she went to Isaiah. She talked about us actually, you know, being rebellious in these days and coming back, repenting and coming back. And I believe God is—that's another thing. God is calling the church to repent, and I will heal your land. You've gone away from me; come back. And then she called for ministry. It was a good message. It was, it, it, to me, it grabbed a of people. But it you know, But it didn't have the PowerPoint thing. It didn't have the this. It wasn't. And then she says, right, who wants ministry? And I think three quarters of everyone sitting there just came forward. It was like here around here and here and here. Unfortunately for Ingrid, I really felt that God was saying that she's the one to minister and release what's on her. Release the grace because there's a grace gift that on apostles and on evangelists and on teachers, and when they speak, it gets released into an atmosphere. It's power. That word grace means power. It means that things shift and things can happen. And so when Paul rocked up as an apostle, I come with power. I come with words. It says the kingdom is not a kingdom of words but of power. That's why we've got to be so careful that we don't just intellectualise this book and think we've got it because we can just be caught up in head knowledge and not real knowledge that Paul talks about because the real knowledge changes you and others and things and that's what Wendy was bringing this morning. When you sing these songs by faith and you proclaim them, it shifts the atmosphere which can shift your own heart as well. Hence. The Bible is to form us, mould us, we're a hunk of clay being moulded and shaped. And God says, and we've looked at this, you know, but I counsel you to buy from me gold that's being refined in the fire. And man, there is fire right now happening around our world. And God is saying, do you want gold? Are you going to come and search me, get some gold which you can then take and start to prophesy and proclaim over others? That's it. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, that you speak to your people and I thank you for ears to hear, eyes to see. And Lord, as our community, God, we can only be responsible for ourselves as individuals and as a community. Father, I pray that we would hear what's happening now, see what's happening. Lord, have faith, have boldness, have courage in these days and stand like a pillar of truth that the Bible says that the church is a pillar Lord a pillar in our neighbourhood a pillar in our workplaces a pillar in our communities a pillar in our cities and a pillar in this nation called New Zealand Father I pray for men and women of faith and courage and as you said to Joshua be strong and courageous and stand firm at this time And so, God, I pray you would release that into people's hearts today. Release it into us, over us, Lord, and as we journey together as one, one spirit, mind, purpose and love. I pray, God, that you would draw, you would draw those people here, Lord, that you have plans for, that do not yet know you. And we would love on them with biblical love, Lord. We would love each other, as John 17 says. And you would add to our numbers. May we be a voice piece for Jesus Christ. Amen.